This is Across Culture, the podcast exploring culture, identity, and the Christian faith. I'm Jessie, your host. Series four. Oh, okay, I better stop that before I get done in for copyright. Yes, we are on series four of Across Culture. Woohoo! Whether this is your first time listening or you are a faithful supporter of Across Culture, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. So this week, our sunny, sunny week in the UK, is World Refugee Week. And on Sunday, it will be World Refugee Day or Sanctuary Sunday. So I'm taking this opportunity to release this interview with Parvana Nicholson, who is originally from Iran. If you haven't planned your service yet for Sunday, do try and add in some elements where people can pray for refugees and those displaced around the world. You can also include a song or two which is in a different style or different language so people are more exposed to the global church and what is happening with our brothers and sisters who are around the world. I've included some ideas in the show notes thanks to a contact who put this together from the Church of Scotland. So if you click on this episode description, you'll see some ideas that you can use to implement into your service. If you've already planned your service, well done for not being last minute. Okay, so this is the interview with Parvana. I hope you learned a lot from it as much as I did. Welcome, Parvana, to a cross-culture podcast. I'm really delighted that you're joining me on here. And I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself in a bit. But I want to tell our listeners how we first met. Well, I think we came across each other a few times. But I remember in Athens meeting you and you you just made me laugh. And... If anyone knows you, they'll know that you are full of energy and life and passion and passionate about things that we're going to talk about today. So I'm very excited to have you here. So why don't we begin with you introducing yourself. Can you tell our listeners who you are? Thank you. Uh, I also want to say thank you for inviting me and uh, say greeting to everyone who are going to listen to me. Uh, my name is Parvane Nicholson. Uh, uh, Parvane means, and is in English, means butterfly. And my surname is English, as you can hear, <laughs> uh, because my husband is English. Uh, I come from Iran, uh, come from a Muslim background, and I became a Christian. Uh, I would like to tell you a little bit about my life. So I was born in Iran in a Muslim family and had a very, very wonderful, happy childhood until 1979, Iranian revolution turned my world (laughs) upside down. Uh, Along with my brothers, I was part of the activities and uh, resistance uh, involved with the revolution against the Shah, which means king. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sadly, um, uh, having achieved 
our aim and our dream to have the uh, democracy, uh, the pure freedom and equality uh, for all the religion and politics and uh, everything. Unfortunately, yeah. that didn't happen. Mm. And uh, uh, Islamic Republic of Iran has taken a place. And then I became active against the uh, rule of the Ayatollah Khomeini and his Islamic State. So right. I would like to tell you a little bit more about how I became a Christian. In 1981, I had a serious accident uh, and uh, it was uh, scolded. Half of my body has been scolded uh, because I had a blackout under the shower and I put the hot water on and closed the cold water without knowing what am I doing. So. Uh, my uh, cousins has taken me rushed to the hospital and because all over my body was like burned like scalded and was uh, like a red they thought that mm. um, i was in a coma and un unconscious as well and they thought i am dead so they put me next to the dead body, uh, which they do usually unfortunately in iran mm. and so i could die but then what happened there, it related to my Christian faith. Um, while I was uh, there, I was in a coma, remember uh, that I heard a voice telling me, get up, get up. And I'm a bit stubborn <laughs> and uh, I even argue with the angels. And I said, no, I cannot get up. Uh, and I said, I'm dead. But the angels repeatedly repeat that, and they said, no, you're not going to die. You're going to live for Almighty God, and we will see you in another land sometimes later, and you will be used for God. Mm. And I was shocked. I was very, very surprised. So uh, then uh, it was, I was 21, and it took me four or five years to come to UK. It was in 1986, I arrived in United Kingdom. And how, and all the long story, we leave aside. Okay, so when I arrived uh, to, uh, well, I arrived in London uh, in 1986. It was exactly January, one week after my birthday. My birthday is on the 7th of January. So it was on the, uh, I think, 19, 18th of January I arrived. And uh, then I was very, very homesick and homeless. Uh, I really felt so lonely and alone. Uh, one day, uh, I was living with a friend. One day I decided to walk in central London. That was a place I used to live. I walked and walked and I found myself uh, uh, by the speaker's corner. Uh, speaker's corner for your uh, listener may not know is a place that you're free is once a, once a week, Sunday afternoon, you are free to say anything you want, uh, but except against the queen and against God. Uh, so I was there and then suddenly um, a Persian woman came and uh, approached me and I spoke about Jesus. But little I knew because I thought Jesus what Jesus? I started <laughs> to be rude to her and to Jesus. And I said, no way, because Jesus is for the Western people and mm. rich people. What Jesus has got to do with me anyway? 
So with her agape love, then she continued and continued loving me and helping me uh, and found a, a Christian hostel for me. And I lived in that beautiful, wonderful Liabi International Student mm. Club, which is in uh, around the high street, Kensington. I lived there for two mm. years and it was a wonderful place for me. Uh, she invited me to the church and then it was exactly May 1986, the same year about six months, seven months after I arrived in the United Kingdom in the middle of the service uh, because of my stubbornness, my arrogance, I said to God, okay, they go on and on about your son of God. No way I believe that. And you <laughs> love me. Definitely I don't believe that because a part of my body is burned. Why didn't you stop that then? And then suddenly in the middle of the service, I received the Holy Spirit. And I, mm. I started speaking in another language, yeah. another tongue I didn't know. Mm. Then I accept Jesus as my savior, as my God. So that was uh, in May 1986, I became a born again Christian. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. I know that you gave us a quick version uh, for this episode today. And I'll put some links in the description for where people can read and watch your testimony as well, your video on YouTube. So that'll be there for you listeners to Thank click you. on. And I was struck about when you said moving to the UK and you felt homesick and also homeless. And it makes me think a lot about refugees, asylum seekers, people who have to leave their home country most of the time they don't want to do that and they might have to leave because of persecution and I know that's one of the passions that you have to educate and talk about the persecuted church so can you also tell us more about the persecuted church please? Of course, sure. Uh, uh, I would like to just, in a couple of sentences, if you don't mind, to bring uh, another miracle, uh, because in, in the work with, with this ministry of the persecutions, churches, my husband is also is part of it. So, But I have much more passion because I come from that Islamic background. Uh, just briefly to tell you, another miracle happened in my life. Uh, when I became a Christian, I really wanted to be celibate and I wanted mm. to uh, be missionary in Africa. I wanted mm. to absolutely to go to Africa to serve the people and serve my Lord. But God has got his own plan and I never wanted to marry. Uh, it was in Arabic Bible study, which I'm not Arab. Pay attention, I am Persian, but <laughs> okay. I can understand Arabic, I can read and write. I was invited there, and it was somebody else invited there, and uh, we've been uh, translated because they were speaking Arabic. End of the, mass, end of the service, uh, suddenly, orally, audibly, I heard the voice of God telling me <laughs> that, give your address to that man, <laughs> and that man, I didn't know who he is, what's his name, and nothing. And I was not ever interested. Uh, as I said, I wanted to serve God uh, to be celibate. So the Lord said, give your address to that man. On those days, remember, uh, in 1987, uh, it was no mobile. 
We had just mm. one phone into 500 people in Liabi. So I gave my address to that man and I told him, this is against my will, against my culture, against <laughs> my father, against everything. And here you are my address. Praise the Lord. As a result of that, it's 33 years now. I have married my husband, Nigel Nicholson. That's how I have a surname, Nigel. Nigel has a big heart for Arabs, always. And that's why he was in that Arabic Bible study. And he still has got the ministry called Al-Hayat, which is, means life hmm. in, in Lebanon for Syrian. So that's Nigel. Now, mm -hmm. may I speak, start to talk about the persecution? Wonderful, yep. Thank you. Yes, I do have a big heart for human right, uh, for people who suffer, whether under the dictatorship or political or religious, but especially Christian now, after years and years became a Christian. So as I come from Iran, I like to talk about Christians are persecuted in my own country. In Matthew 16, 24-25 says, Then Jesus said to the disciple, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up the cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. And I love this. I love that. And I do wish sometime we would be like this in the United Kingdom. But before uh, I talk about Iran, I have to say that there are top 50 countries are suffering under the persecution uh, and getting executed because of the name of Jesus. So... Christians, I wanted to say. My country is unfortunately number eight amongst the number 50. Can you mm. believe that? And that hurts me so much because I am living in the United Kingdom and we are 100% freedom. We have freedom, we can practice whatever we want to believe. Still, our churches are empty and we nonstop complain and complain. Those churches are alive. They are active, they are growing. And the person, uh, the, the, the reason for that is because churches under the uh, pressure and being persecuted. And that's why I have a big heart for persecution. Okay. There are only 800,000 Christian in Iran, not outside Iran, in Iran, from a population of 80, 83 million people. So less than 1%, in spite of that, there are a massive Grow, uh, growth in numbers uh, of Christians, largely under the ground churches. Uh, Christian experience fear, harassment, rejection, possibly uh, imprisonment and execution and murder and so on. And I know personally, and I have seen and met few people, they came to UK, they've gone back to Iran, they got murdered and one mm. being executed. Mm. The Iranian government sees 
the conversation of Muslim to Christian uh, Christianity as an attempted by Western countries to mm. undermine the Islamic rule of Iran. Christian from Muslim background are persecuted the most by the government and their families and communities. Uh, uh, secret churches are often radared and their leaders and members have been arrested and given long prison sentence for crime against national security. Can you believe that? They are Christian, but they put uh, name, name as a criminal people. Convert uh, from strict Muslim families face more persecutions and even get murdered because many Iranian are nominal Muslim. But still, they would have hard time from their family, family because of the Christian and from the society. Christian from Armenian and Assyrian community, they are protected by the state, okay? But still, the government treat them as a second-class citizen. They are not allowed to speak Farsi during their uh, services in the church and welcome non-Armenian or non-Assyrian. Uh, and the other things, can you believe just a few sentences about the COVID. The COVID-19 has hit the country of Iran very hard. Mm. Many believers are in desperate need of food and aid, but the government doesn't uh, let this aid and, and food get to the believers. Many be believers are imprisonment for their faith, but the government put mm. them with criminal prisoner and mix them with the people who have COVID-19. Hmm. I mean, this is, this is just, Terrible. this is like a, a war crime, I would say. Mm -hmm. Iranian trying very hard to have a fellowship online, but the government jammed the satellite and blocked the internet. But I know my people, there are many ways uh, I don't know exactly, but they always tell me there are many ways they unblock. I don't know how, but they do. And they do uh, watch uh, lots of uh, services online. Um, in 2020, at least 115 Iranian Christians were arrested. Some for simply attending a church. Persecution, persecution against the Christian in Iran is increasing and guess what? They uh, is becoming more violent and inhuman and Iran rising, becoming number seven amongst the 50 uh, watch, mm -hmm. uh, world watch, it becoming number seven. And that's mm. all, we have to do something about it. Uh, in 2020, 55 Iranian Christians were publicly reported to have been arrested. Okay, publicly. There are lots of lots of secretly uh, and 70 on, unreported and a lots of we don't know. They, they don't get reported. Uh, they get arrested by official, usually by revolutionary guard. There are not police. There are like a very strong uh, Islamic, is like a 
Islamic Brotherhood. It's like mm. IS. They are like that. Mm. And uh, they, without the warrant, they just go to the house, attack the house of Christians. They summon them to security office. They take them to the secure offices. And uh, believers often get arrested during the house churches and Bible study and fellowship. Look at how much, Jesse, they get persecuted like that. And what are we doing here? So much freedom we've got yeah. here. And the, the thing is, I want to make sure your listener knows I am not talking gibberish. I'm not talking nonsense rubbish. I got all my fact correct from the organization called Open Door. I am not making things up. Mm. And if they want, they can look up. Please do so. Open so, doors. Uh, yeah. Yes, they do. Yes, lots of it. I reduced it, actually. It's much, much more. So the, the criminal charges, listen to this one. <laughs> Once Christians uh, are brought uh, before the public persecutor, they typically face charges related to national security. What? I mean, mm. in 2020, Christian Muslim believers background, MBB, Muslim believers background. Yeah. So MBB have been charged for propaganda against the regime, Christian, against the action against national security, acting against uh, uh, promoting Zionist, Zionist. There are just Christian they're trying to do Bible study and trying to worship God. But this is what the, uh, what you call persecutor in the court says. They get, uh, they get uh, Mark Stam as promoting and provoking people against the government and against Islam. And they treated like a criminal. They are few large churches which run by the Christian minority, as I said, Christian and Assyrian, many small cell group, and no one really knows uh, they are scattered and is all secret individual, okay? So anyone with any ide ideology who establish uh, or direct group, like uh, lead them, like uh, leaders, of any society, because if you remember in the beginning, I said, I stand for human rights because I was very much involved with politics. When I was in Iran, I was part of the Mujahideen, which is socialist group. Then I became a Christian and sometimes I say, I am a Mujahideen of God and Mujahideen mm -hmm. of Jesus. Mujahideen really basically means the army of Jesus. Now is army of Jesus, but before I was uh, I was part of the army of Allah. Uh, so now back to what I was saying. Uh, any leaders, any direct uh, uh, person who direct the society or group or, or neighbors uh, or uh, get uh, connect uh, people uh, to the Christians, they will be called. Muharab, Muharab. Muharab means apostasy. 
okay? Apostas. And what does Islam or Quran say about, about the apostas? It means execution. I, Parvane, have to be executed because I turned away from Islam and I became a Christian. Is that good? Is that right? Is that a God of love? Is this Jesus is love? Jesus is speaking about love. So let's go on. And I finished with a couple of paragraphs. And then I would let Jesse to ask me a few, few questions, if you like. So they shall be sentenced, okay, to at least, at least the minimum, just because they spoke about Jesus, the minimum uh, sentence is 10 years imprisonment, and they put them in, I can't pronounce that, solidarity confinement. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Alone. Yes, yeah. yes, alone. Yeah, okay. So then, uh, then that lead to the execution because they go and grab and, and find lots and lots of evidence, okay, to just execute. That's mm. what they want. And if they are not executed, do you know what will happen to them if they get released after 10 years, 20 years, whatever? The family, because of the uh, culture of the shame and honor, they will be executed. They will be murdered. Sorry. And I know, I know number of people being murdered. I come from the north of Iran and I know very well which I will not mention any names here. Anyone who engaged in any type of propaganda against the Islamic Republic of Iran or speaks against Islam will be, uh, shall be sentenced uh, to the very long, long sentence and, uh, and even lead to execution. The reason I am saying that there is a reason, if I may, two of my beloved brothers being executed by the regime of Iran. They were not Christian. They were not against Islam. They were not. They wanted the, the, the uh, democracy and uh, human right. They were stand for human right. And they wanted the government to be, to having a democratic government. And one was a lecture university. Another was a professor of a science, agricultural science. And Iranian government executed two of my beloved brother. Why? Why? Just because they believe in human right and freedom. I I wanted to say that. I hope you didn't mind that, Jesse. I know we have to talk about persecution, but this is the family I come from. And I'm exiled from my country. I haven't seen my country for 35 years. And I know I will be killed if I ever go back, which I cannot. And even here, unfortunately, I have to say, can I say that? that I have been persecuted in UK. I'm sure you can say that. In what way? Uh, when I was in a speaker's corner, uh, I uh, in a speaker's corner, you engage with the polemic and you speak very heavy uh, about the theology of Islam and the theology, theology of Christian faith. 
So that's what, what I've done with, with the team. It wasn't just me. I'm just a small member of the team. It was a lect, uh, scholar, lecturer, uh, universities, of Bible colleges there, few doctors there. So I was there also as a Muslim convert. Nigel, my husband, was there. So we were talking, talking, engaged with the very radical Muslim. Uh, and uh, he, I was naive. I was stupid. I was really naive. I was wrong. He asked me, oh, after we talk a lot, he said, can I, can I uh, have your address? I would like to know more about Jesus. As an evangelist, I am an evangelist <laughs> all my life since I became a Christian. Of course you can. I gave my address. And that was Sunday afternoon, one o'clock to six in a speaker's corner. We came home, three o'clock a.m., the same evening, in the morning, Sunday morning, a.m., we suddenly had, it sound like a big bomb. It mm. was like a bomb front of our house. Many neighbors, we woke up, gone out. What happened? It was a big, big block, stone. Well, more than a stone block of, of heavy uh, block. Somebody which with that man wrote uh, Islamic chant and Islamic word and threw it at our car. And we had a seven-seater car and broken to pieces and the alarm gone many neighbors 3 a.m. We called the police and we reported to the police and police interviewed me and all that. And I had many, many, uh, what do you call it? Uh, in, on my window, because we have a porch, on my window I have got lots of sticker is written, Jesus is alive. He is the way, the truth, the life. He is my salvation. Jesus is son of God. All of that, they told me, please, if you don't mind, take that for a while. I didn't want to take it. No, mm. no, I said, if this is a freedom country. But I did take for a while, but I put it back. And there is now three brochures, sticker on my window. Everybody goes and pass, does it. So even in the United Kingdom, I have been persecuted. <laughs> so, mm. Wow, you shared a lot there. And yeah, you have been through a lot of loss in your life. And even, like you said, in the United Kingdom, experiencing these kind of hostility. And yeah, just thinking that people also Christians in Iran and Iranian Christians here, they still need to hold on to something, still need to hold on to hope and faith that is in God and that justice will be served one day. And I was wondering for you, what would you say in terms of other Christians in this country, in the UK, how can we come alongside our brothers and sisters who are being persecuted either abroad or in this country? Mm, very good question. Obviously, first of all, uh, which I wrote uh, quite a lot, <laughs> is one full page, Pray Point. I wrote it. Uh, I will try to read that, but at the same time, I will say uh, the 
Christ, MBBs, Muslim believer background in in mm. in the West. Muslim background, uh, Muslim background yeah. believer, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, I will tell you how can we help them, uh, obviously, in a minute. But how can we help uh, Christians in Iran and in many countries that get they get persecuted? Okay, obviously, first pray, 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 and then expose. Expose it like you are doing, Jesse. May the Lord God bless and keep you. Yes, we have to put it into the uh, social media. We have to mm. write it. We have to speak speak up. I went to three times, three times actually, to the parliament here in this country against the Sharia law. I don't want a Sharia law in the United Kingdom because I know what does Sharia law do. So. Uh, we must write it to the Amnesty International. We should support the open door and we should uh, speak up and write to the United Nations. We must uh, speak up and say uh, why million and million Muslims are living in the West and they have total freedom. They have their uh, mosque. They have got their uh, madrasa, which is a school of theology of Islam. They have got everything. They even have a room in schools, college, university mm. to do their prayer. And while they, in, in the Muslim country, Christian cannot even, they say, can I read the Bible? Reading Bible in Iran from a Farsi background, from Iranian like me background, is forbidden. It's forbidden. No way you can do that. So it, this is would be the main thing that you can do. And I urge you to do that in churches, Jesse, in churches. Why don't we talk about persecution more often? Why don't we mm. preach about it? Why don't we uh, pray about it? Why mm. don't we fast and uh, even bring people from a Muslim background to educate uh, lots of uh, like a single churches, like a not international church or multicultural church, like let's say like white British church. They haven't got a clue what is about Islam. What is it? Islam yeah. is not a peaceful religion, is not. What, there is no peace in Islam. If there is, what am I doing here? Why many, many, many Christian, sorry, why many, many Muslim becoming a Christian? Why they flew from Iran? Why they flew from uh, Syria, Lebanon, Egypt, uh, um, uh, Yemen, Iraq, Afghanistan, Pakistan, India? Why? Mm -hmm. Can somebody answer me? Why? So therefore, we need to pray for brother and sister in Iran. And we need uh, to put uh, our, our, our prayer into the action. There is a word in Farsi, which I taught many, many, many English people. Our pastor always say, Parvane, I always remember, Harkat, Barkat. Harkat, Barkat. Uh, our pastor say that. What is Harkat? God says, move and I will bless you. Harkat is act, action, and mm. then barkat, I will bless you. So, brother, sister, viewer or listener, I should say, please put all the things I've said into the action. 
Please do that. Okay. Now let's talk about the uh, the Muslim background or Christ or Christian convert. Uh, no, Muslim convert to Christian faith in this country. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So what I want to say, number one, we must show them love, agape love, without condition. No, if you do that, I will do that for you. Not at all. Extra mile, extra, extra love. The same as Jesus did. Because they never experience muhabbat. Muhabbat is the real love, is agape love. So love. Second, we've got to open our churches, whether they are dirty, they are poor, they haven't got very bad clothes if they are wearing, and low class there are, we must welcome them. Didn't Jesus welcome the prostitute? Didn't Jesus welcome the leprosy? The people who were sitting outside said, come in, come in and welcome the tax collector. We should welcome them. That's said. Yes. And then we must be kind to them. They are poor. Many of them, Believe me, I know, and it actually is in our church, I cannot mention name, they are highly educated, but they don't have food. I was talking two days ago with some man, or in our group, they don't have food, so we must financially help them. We must buy food for them if you don't want to give them money. Go grocery and have a tool shopping. Buy them food, bread, buy them something, give them some clothes. They are educated. They had no choice to leave the country. Just imagine if our country, United Kingdom, uh, to start to have a dictatorship. And imagine what will happen to us. I will flew away. I will go and run away from here. Yeah. And then when I go to the next country, I will take no positions with me, uh, positions, no money, nothing. I only would save my life and my husband and children. Therefore, I will be poor. So we must help them financially and be kind and buy them some food. We must welcome them to our home and don't say, oh, we can't because we don't trust them. They might be thief. They might be uh, a people that attacked us. They are people saying that because there are foreigners. Please don't think like that. Even our Lord Jesus Christ, he was not. Uh, he said it. You will be stranger. Prophet would be stranger in their own town. In their own town, even. Uh, they have rejected Jesus. They don't, do not reject these refugees. Please welcome them. They are not alien. They are not come from, uh, you know, they are not animal. They are human. Help them. Come alongside of them. Make sure you don't fisharat. Do the Basharat. I think I have given you many Persian words. 
Fisharat <laughs> means don't throw and don't push the Bible into their throat. Show them by the fruit of the Spirit. Show them by be kind, be nice, be loving, come alongside of them, be hospitable, pray for them, gradually be friend with them, gradually, slowly, but surely bring them to Jesus, to the kingdom of God. Do not, fisharat means don't push the word of God, Bible into their throat. Bisharat, slowly reach out to them and preach the gospel to them. Mm. This is how you've got to do it. And this is the last point is for Muslim background believers, or is it also for people who are not Christians and may have come from another land? Is that what you mean for the last point that you said? Yes, I meant to everyone. How, how are we going to bring other people from other faiths to the kingdom of God, yes. to the kingdom of Jesus, from a Muslim, Hindu, Buddhist, uh, non uh, atheist, from any background, refugee come. We must welcome them. They have been persecuted, whether they are Christian or not, Jesse. As I said, I stand for human rights, but mostly Christian, of course. That's how I believe by showing the fruit of the Spirit, we bring them to the kingdom of Jesus. My husband and I brought at least 30 people to Jesus and we baptized 27 people. And there are two more people that we are going to baptize them that are Muslim converts. Hmm. So, yes, yeah. yeah it's my yeah. subject. My <laughs> subject. <laughs> I She's wish I just have She's just raised her hands. She's just raised her hands in excitement <laughs> for you listeners who can't see what's going on right now. So I'm going to ask you to give me some names of organizations um, and different charities who can help. So if you just tell me that later, I can put it in the description. So now we're going to go to the end of the interview. So I'd like you to share something to end with. So prayer points or you can also pray on the podcast that's also fine yeah okay yes i would just while i am reading this prayer point it's the same as uh praying because i am talking to god is that okay so yes we are talking to god and the same time uh, listener i am telling you please pray pray that god will give us a heart Feel with love and compassion towards a Muslim. Pray that the uh, presence of the Holy Spirit uh, will be with the family of believers and God be merciful uh, to the rest of the family and uh, to the government also. We pray for the government of Iran that they would be repent uh, of their sin against the human, human and against the Christian. Pray protection. Yes, we pray protection for Muslim in Europe in USA and so on against the discrimination and hatred and against uh, the persecution. Remember what Jesus did 
That is the example. We pray for a protection and the wisdom uh, to reaching out to the Muslim and share the good news gospel. We pray uh, to comfort and strength uh, of thousands and thousands Christian that they are imprisonment, not just Persian, no, that 50 country that uh, I can mention, I would love to mention it, but you can go to open door and find them all out. They are in the labor uh, camp. They are isolated completely. We want to pray for the open door as an organization uh, that they go to Iran secretly and uh, uh, that its uh, advocacy will bear fruit and encourage uh, believers. We want to pray Iranian believers have an opportunity to share the good news, but obviously in a very, very uh, uh, wise uh, and wisdom. Uh, for the safety of Christian in Iran, as well as outside Iran, because I know many people, they have been attacked in this country and another country, so we pray protection. Another important thing, Bible. And we want to pray that Bible and other Christian literacy, uh, uh, liter literate, no, literacy, sorry, to make, uh, to make it into the countries, all the countries that the Bible is forbidden somehow to go to the hand of people that they could study Bible and spiritually they can grow uh, and, and to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And then finally, I want to pray, Father, in Jesus' precious name, Iran has been in the heart of Bible, in the heart mm. of Old Testament and the New Testament. Mm. And I want to pray in Jesus' precious name that one day that the kingdom of God will establish in Iran and Iran would be the first ever Christian country in the world. And I would be able to go and see my land, which mm. I haven't seen it with 35 years. In Jesus' precious name, by faith I pray and I believe it will happen. Mm. Amen. Amen. Amen, Pavana. Mm. Thank you, Jesse, for giving me this opportunity to speak. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and your passion and just encouraging us and just this big call to action and wake up call for the church here. That's definitely what we need to hear. So thank you for your time. Thank you. Well, friends, that was a really important episode. Please do listen back to it if you need to. There are links in the show notes as well. If you've enjoyed listening to Across Culture, you can subscribe and you can review and rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. And please do follow Across Culture on Instagram and Facebook, both at Across Culture Pod, P-O-D. And you'll notice that there are no ads in any of my episodes. It all comes to you for free. So if you'd like to donate, please do visit paypal.me slash Across Culture. That's also in the episode show notes. 
Thank you and see you next time.